Hey friends, I'm excited for you to listen in to the conversation with me and Stephanie, who is the owner and operator of the Capable Community. We're diving into conversation about what it looks like to be an inclusive, capable photographer and how they can be found on their inclusive directory. Stephanie is also sharing about her new course just for photographers. Stick around, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to episode number 19, Inclusive Capable Photography. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee Podcast with Kara Haynes, a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. Are you tired of having a real camera, but you don't know how to use it to the fullest potential? Here's how you can instantly make that happen. Introducing my new beginner photography course. Imagine being able to use your camera and get things right in it so you're not spending so much time editing. What if you could instantly know how to make slight adjustments in any lighting situation? I'll teach you exactly where to start and how to build upon techniques so you can be confident in manual mode and start creating beautiful images that people start talking about. All you need is a digital camera. If you want to know more, you can get on my wait list by heading to karahaines.com forward slash courses. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com forward slash courses. I'll see you in there. This episode is brought to you by CloudSpot, the exact platform I use to showcase and organize my client images. They have recently released CloudSpot Studio, where you can now send and organize your contracts, questionnaires, and invoices in addition to your gallery. Receive 20% off your subscription by using my affiliate link, bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee CloudSpot. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited you're here and that we get to talk about the capable community. Is community or photography? I'm trying to remember. Community, community. Inclusive, capable community. It's just a capable community, but we are inclusive. So it's kind of, okay. I mean, call us what you want. We'll get there. <laughs> and this is fairly new. Yes. So I, I started this, I mean, a couple months ago. I had the idea a few years ago and I was working with a business coach at the time who had told me. She said, this is a great idea. I love it, but no one's going to want to do this or buy it because no one like this like wants to be inclusive. It's kind of a not a pain point they realize until they're in that moment. And so I put it on the back burner. I was like, I'm just not going to bother with it. She said not to do it. And then I just can't stop thinking about it. So I've had two years of notes in a notebook of everything I want to put into it when I eventually wanted to launch it again. And now is that time. Oh my gosh. I don't know what she was thinking because as a parent of someone with special needs, I'm like, yes. Like I would pick a photographer solely based on being inclusive like this and knowing and understanding how they're going to go. Because like as a parent, you're wondering, are they going to be patient? Like what's going to happen? Like what if they don't cooperate the whole time? Like how How's this going to go? So exactly, that's every parent's fear, right? They spend money on a photo session and then they're like, uh. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the hardest thing is, you know, investing all this time and energy into getting ready for photos, showing up, preparing your people, getting there. And then you're like, okay, now we go for it. Yeah. And this is just one example. But when you have a child with sensory issues like I do, there's this worry during your session that 
you're going to have a situation where something comes up and the irritability is going to set in and you're worried that this photographer isn't going to be patient enough. And what's nice about your community is these photographers are being educated along the way and having a community to reach out to when they're wondering how to handle certain situations. And it's just a really nice thing for the photographers to get training and also for these photographers to Mm -hmm. put their clients at ease before they even get to their session. So I'm going to jump ahead of here a little bit, and I'm just going to ask you to tell the listeners where you're located. And let's just start off with that. So I am in Colorado. I am outside of Boulder. Um, so right at the mountains, no shortage of epic backdrops. But everything I teach is all fully digital. So it is accessible to anyone, anywhere, for everything. But I'm personally in Colorado. Love that. That's one of my dream locations to go and shoot. I love it. I feel so spoiled. So I'll post pictures and everyone's like, oh my gosh, where are you? Where do you live? And I'm like... It's like a 20 minute drive from my house. Like, it's no problem. Uh-huh. Like, it's great. Well, and I'm sure, like, a lot of times when people see stuff, they're thinking, okay, that's totally different than what I shoot right now. And that's just like, looks so much more epic. Where sometimes looking at them, other people think their space is epic. You know, it's just your exactly. ordinary everyday background. So you're sick of it and you want to try something new. <laughs> at least that's how I feel. Exactly. It, well, the grass is always greener. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Like, I'll see people, especially in like on the East Coast in DC this time of year with all like the cherry blossom trees. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I want those trees. And we get some like trees that bloom here, but it's only for a week or two because of how our storms hit. And so it's like, we don't get that opportunity. So everyone has their, you know, silver lining. Exactly. So I'm curious to know, how you got started in photography and then where you're at now. So I started, well, I'm going to rewind a lot here. So I grew up with a disabled parent. My dad is paraplegic, which means he's paralyzed from the lower back down. He's a wheelchair user. My brother also has a disability. That's more of a birth defect category disability. Um, And so I, from the time I was a little girl, I wanted to be a nurse. I was like, this is what I was born to do is help people like this. And so I fulfilled my little girl dream of becoming a nurse. And I worked in pediatric home health care for about seven years. And once COVID happened, I had been doing photography on the side as like an escape from the stressful job I had. And I was doing photography on the side. And once COVID happened, I realized that I wasn't cut out to be a pandemic nurse. And so I shifted into full-time photography. Um, And so I'd been in my business for about five years at that point. And just shift it all the way full time in. And most of my clients just happened to be people who had disabled children just because that's who I knew um, from working as a nurse, working with therapists, working with doctors. A lot of their patients were my clients. And so we, I just started by accidentally having a portfolio that was full of special needs children because that's where I was comfortable. And then I eventually grew to have more clients who had not special needs as well. And then other photographers would reach out to me asking for help with like, oh, I have a client who has autism or who is blind or has this issue or that issue. How can I work with them? Like, how do I, what do I do different? And so once I started mentoring a few of them, I realized that it wasn't, I didn't need to, you didn't need to be an expert on every condition and diagnosis. You just need to know the right tools. And those tools carry over 
to all people, regardless of ability or not. It's definitely needed a lot around here because I remember back to an inquiry that I got where a parent had told me, and this was before my child was diagnosed, but they had a child with autism and they they were like, well, how do you handle this? And I said, you know, honestly, I'm not going to limit you on your photography. If you're very unhappy with your session, I'm willing to redo it again. Just like, let's go with their flow and see how things go and what you want. And, and from there, but it would have been nice then to know what I know now, having a child with autism and like how to handle and prep the parents when even like basically from website copy just to like make them feel more comfortable um, picking a photographer and knowing that that photographer will work with you, which is so great about your community that you're building to know how to do that. So that's really cool. And I didn't know that about you in the past. So that's really cool. Yes. I can see where that comes from then. <laughs> exactly. That's why everyone's like, I'm, I did it backwards versus how I'm teaching it. I was in the disability community and then I became a photographer and I'm now I'm teaching all the photographers yeah. to get into the disability community because it doesn't matter which way you do it. The matter is that we all are dabbling in both so we can serve our yeah. clients to the best ability. Yeah, I love that. And it makes them feel obviously include included, which is the whole point of that. Yes. It's like, yeah, I oh love that. So how did you start the capable community? So I started it basically as a big umbrella organization that can teach and train photographers what they need to know what they need to pivot and how they already do things to working with children with disabilities. And now it's really just individuals. I focus on kids, but anything, you know, it carries over in all ways. And so I started it just as a kind of a branch of the mentorships I was already doing with photographers as like, Oh, do you want to learn about this? And some of them said, sure. Some of them said no. And so it kind of started there on a very small scale of like, okay, well, I'm already teaching her everything I know. Let's just also teach in this area. And then once I realized that that's the information that was most helpful to them and what I was teaching anyway. I just decided to make it more of a scalable, accessible education platform where all photographers can take advantage. You don't have to be local to me going out to coffee with me every week to learn. Oh, yeah, I know. I've had that too. And that's where I'm coming in and building a course too right now is like when you notice that people are starting to ask you these things a lot and you've been doing the same thing, yeah. entering in it, it's like, okay, I see more people could use this and it could benefit multitudes rather than the few. So that's where it's like, okay, let's build this into something bigger and put it out there for more. So I love that. Yeah. So, okay. What are you working on currently? So where are you at in the stages of the capable community? So right now, as we're recording this, I'm filming the course uh, next week. So it's very exciting. By the time this airs, the course will be filmed and will be ready to launch it. Um, but it'll be launching June 13th is our very first date that it opens to other people. And so we're filming it now. We'll have it fully outlined, ready to go. It's been very awkwardly exciting recording myself, performing it almost every day. Just so I get a lot of practice before I bring the videographer in. Um, so I don't want to waste her time. So I'm like, I will get this perfect on my own. And my husband's like, that time was the same as the other time. I'm like, no, which was better. 
And he's like, no, it's the same. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> but it's been a fun to just really kind of go through it over and over again. And like I said, I've had two years of like marinating on it. So it's been really like satisfying to actually put all those ideas that are, you know, randomly strewn about notebooks together and like a cohesive, what's the best way to learn this? Like what, how are people going to take away the most? Yeah. And just kind of like really sculpt it into like the perfect program I want it to be. Well, and I think that says a lot about like your passion and devotion to it. When you're recording over and over again and you just want it to be perfect, (laughs) that just says a lot about you and like what kind of teacher you will be through this program is you want them to get a great experience and good content out of this so that they can serve more than just the few. Again, like I just love that too. Yeah, that's a big part of it. As I really, well, I really like being held accountable. Um, I kind of structure everything I do around that. And so that's why with the program, once a photographer goes through it, they earn a certification badge to put on their website. And they also get to be featured as a featured photographer in our like directory, essentially. Um, and so my name is on the photographer who takes this. So I'm like, I want you to be perfect. Like I want you to yeah. be the best you can be. And so I, feel very accountable and I feel very responsible for how well you do and how well you can serve clients with disabilities. So as we dive into this a little bit, what for someone who's a listener and has never even thought about what inclusion looks like for this, how would you explain that? Is it just for physical disabilities, mental disabilities, like what all under that umbrella? So everything. Um, I have experience with um, children ranging from more severely impacted by their diagnosis. So that might be someone who's quadriplegic, which means paralyzed from the neck down, or nonverbal, or a child who seemingly looks neurotypical, um, which is medical talk for quote unquote normal. Um, someone who is neurotypical, but may struggle with other, like struggle just, you know, with transitioning from this, this activity to this activity, or to struggle with doing a non-preferred activity like taking photos. So I cover everything. There is nothing off limits. There is no reading between the lines. I deep dive into every little bit of it. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to cover too. (laughs) So how do you assess, have you, do you have this played out yet? How do you assess if someone's ready to take that badge and be considered a capable photographer. So that's the beauty is that we have the full training program that you work through, which I'm trying to keep it as like concentrated as possible because I don't want to be one of those courses that you never finish. Um, I want you to finish yeah. this in a day. So um, I'm trying to keep it under three hours max. That's even including some like live instruction. I got real sessions. Um, and so after they take the full course, there is an exam at the end, a little like, you know, just check in to make sure that you really grasp the big concepts that I feel are the heart and soul of it all. And so once you pass the exam, you get your little email. It says, congratulations, here's your badge. You're on our list. Like we love you. Um, And then you can go from there. So yes, there's like, that's what another thing that's very different from most photography courses is that I do require you to finish the program and take a little check-in test at the very end to make sure you're up to speed for the badge. Yeah, that's good. So 
what does this training kind of look like um, other than the test at the end? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so I start module one is the most important and it is a crash course in all abilities. So I go over, I put on my nurse hat and I go over everything you need to know about disability as a whole, how to talk about it, how not to talk about it, just everything, like what common conditions, common reasons for those conditions and why that matters, why it doesn't matter. And just kind of really get you up to speed that if you've never, if you don't have a dad who's in a wheelchair, if you've never worked in nursing, if you've never worked in special education, you don't, it doesn't matter because you're going to get all that information right as you walk in the door. Um, and so we start there and then we kind of layer in like, okay, and you're a photographer. So you already know how to operate your camera. Here's how you might need to slightly adjust your current rhythm and style just to accommodate. Like usually it's just a faster shutter speed, working a little quicker and being more strategic with your session flow. Um, once we kind of divulge into that, I start doing some behind the scenes demonstration with, I have, I think eight families lined up with children of all abilities, ages and cooperation levels. Uh, I made sure to get some challenging ones in there that even get me sweating at times. And so I wanted to demonstrate on all those so you can see real life behind the scenes. This is what a session looks like. Um, so I learned best from watching that way. And so I wanted to make sure that I want to cater to those people as well. And then we do some more modules on things like marketing and how to talk about disability in your brand. And that if you don't have a big backstory like me, that's okay. Showing one portfolio image that has a child with a disability will tell every mom who has a child with a disability that you're here with them and that you support them, that you work with families who look just like theirs and that you're not afraid, you're not scared and you're excited to work with them. And just kind of like working in, so really we cover everything from what you need to know, shooting it, marketing it, delivering galleries, just everything that I can think that's different from how you would typically do a session, I cover. I love that. Yeah. And that's so true when you see, and that's how I picked one of our photographers for our family too, is when they start posting stuff like that, you think, oh my gosh, they can handle our family or they're going to re represent our family and not just like pretty people of what America thinks pretty people are on their stories and stuff. They're going to re represent us and we're going to be um, seen and heard. And I love that. That's so great. Yes. That's like my biggest complaint was that I feel like when a family who has a child with a disability goes onto your website, if, if the families on there don't look like their family, they're just going to leave the website. They're not going to think like, oh, it's because you work with us because they don't feel represented in your work. And so you want to make sure that just like we want to make sure that we are diverse in other areas, we want to make sure that we're also diverse to the disability community. Yeah, I had one. I had a senior this past year, and I think his mom found me because she found out my child had autism. And... um it was so sweet. He loved hugs, which was so fun. He'd just come up and give me a hug like throughout the whole session. And then um, a lot of his session had to do with like his squish mellows. Um, so we like it. represented that <laughs> in his session. It was so cute. And it was like a hot dog and a hamburger. And then he had like a ketchup shirt on. And I was like, I just love how much this is representing who he is and like what he's into because that represents his senior year so much more than like 
if I were to take him and stand him next to some building or something. And that's what I want. In all oh, well, exactly. Too. Yeah. So yeah. that was just really cool. And I just felt so honored to be chosen to do that. And it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. So good. That's amazing. Um, I love it. So how can someone get connected with the capable community? Where would they find you? The best place is going to be on Instagram or Facebook. And we're just the capable community, all one word, no spaces or anything. Um, And that's where you'll be kept up to date with when the program launches, how to find our website, things like that. Um, I don't have my website quite up yet. It will be by the time this airs. So I can't give the exact web address because my designers are still working on that. Um, but I, the best place, yeah, is just on Instagram is where I'm the most active and I give a lot of free education there because at the end of the day, even if you don't take the program, I still want every photographer to be able to serve families with special needs. And I think that going through the program is the best way to do that, but we can still cover a lot of bases outside of that. Well, and I love it too, because it's bringing a lot of awareness that maybe that people don't think about as far as being inclusive. And when you give that um, training, even on social media, it gets in their feeds and they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Like, I was like, I just had to do like a quick check. Um, Because yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to feel like that at all, for sure. So I love that you've had those on there and I've looked at them and I've seen them shared by things like cloud Spot and stuff like that, which has been really cool. It's like spreading the awareness everywhere. So. Yes. It's so fun. And that's the thing is like, I, most people don't realize that they're accidentally being exclusive. And so a lot of it is just bringing like that honest awareness of like, Hey, you don't know what you don't know, but now we know. And now we're changing things because that's kind of been, I think the biggest, hurdle for me as like a, someone who's teaching on this is to get people to realize that just because you haven't heard of this before doesn't mean it's an issue. A lot of parents just don't, they either aren't getting sessions done or they're all going to the one photographer in their area who has a daughter with autism, who they know yeah. is doing this. And, and it's unfortunate for them because then they're really limited on, okay, well, I want, I like this style more. I like this style more, but my photographer who can work with my child doesn't do that. And they shouldn't have to kind of decide based on like, Oh, by default, you're the only person. So they should be able to just shop around like everyone else and be like, Oh, I like, you know, dark and moody. I like light and airy. And so that's my goal is that Sunday, uh, if any family can go onto my website and find a photographer close to them in their budget with a style they like, and it's, they don't have to decide solely based on who can work with their child. Yeah. It's crazy because I actually have a community photographers of us with special needs children like we're the photographers and we have children with special needs and I've been sharing your Instagram like crazy with them I'm like you have to go follow this how cool is this like a space where we can be listed and then parents like us can find photographers that are familiar with working with our families and so I love how you had on there um, in your social posts about how to families with special needs children um, or even the parents like find photographers that work with them and it's all through word of mouth. And it's like, how can we change that in the world so that people know how to find someone that um, can work with them and represent them well. And I love that you have that 
option to just search for people near them. So that's really cool. Do you have a lot of people getting on that list already or are you waiting until you start the course? I'm waiting till I start the course to let anyone on. I want it to be fair game once I open the doors. Yeah. Um, and so I have um, launch week. So the week of June 13th is going to be a huge discount on the program because I want to get as many photographers to the door as fast as possible. So it's going to be a huge discount, a lot of bonuses. Um, and then after that, the price will go up and it'll kind of stay there forever. I don't plan on doing any sales or anything like that. Um, but I have a lot of people very interested and begging to be on the list, um, but I have to very nicely tell them June 13th, mark your calendar. Like, right. Because I just want it to be an equal opportunity. Obviously I'm very big on inclusivity and being equal. Yeah. And so I just, that's just my you know personality to default is, well, it'll, it'll be here soon. <laughs> so will your course be something that's only offered every once in a while, or is it at any time they're going to be able to like find your website and join the course? Or is it like certain times of year? I struggle with this because in the um, like online course space, they really recommend only opening it a couple times a year. Um, But I can't do that. Um, I was like, this is too big of a mission and too important to all these families for me to limit it. And so I may be losing profit by doing it the way I'm doing it. I'm going to keep it open year round. But launch week is definitely the time to get in. Um, but it'll just be nice that it will be available. So if you don't find me until after launch week, if you're listening to this and it's July or August, still go to my socials. You can still join the program. There is no, you know, neg- negative side of that, but it's just not as nice as launch week. Yeah, launch week, you're just going to get a lot for your uh, bang for your buck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be discounted, and we have bonuses, and there's even like other photographers like making bonuses for me, like in their niches. So oh, it's I really, it's really fun, like collaborative. Like, like we want to throw the kitchen sink at it here. We are taking yeah. the photography industry by storm in one week. <laughs> so, will there be ways to like create a community in the capable community of photographers where they can like chat and? figure that out yes we have a facebook yeah we have a facebook group which is probably i think the easiest way of like connecting people and so anyone can join the facebook group you don't have to pass the exam or take the course anyone can join the capable community group on facebook um and that is just good support good inspiration that way if you have a session if you get an inquiry where it says my daughter uses a walker my daughter can't see then you can just search in the group and get flooded with inspiration and creativity as well as education on, you know, how can you tailor what you need to do. But a lot of it is just around being inspired and realizing what you need to pivot and what you don't need to pivot in order to yeah. include those kids. When I'd even love, so here in Michigan, we have a lot of places that have, um, rental studios where you can like rent a studio by the hour as a photographer. And I would love to see those kinds of places be part of the capable community as well, where they're finding places to rent. Like it's really hard because our area um, is near Grand Rapids. And so a lot of these studios are in old buildings from like a hundred years ago. So none of them have elevators. And so like trying to find a way to get clients in there or even like a ramp or something like that. So like bringing that 
awareness to like, hey, have you considered that so that you can be available to anybody? Because that was a big one I had when I had clients that were um, wheelchair bound or trouble walking and stuff like that, where it's like, how can we make this more accessible and which studios in the area are available for that? So that's always really cool too. So I'd well, that's so fun. I was just mentioning to my husband last night, I was just telling him like, I should offer a submission so studios can submit a video of like a walkthrough of their location and then I can grant them like approved as like, you know, part of the capable community for the studios, but they don't necessarily need to pass the exam. They just need to show that they have an accessible location and that yeah. way we can have like a list of studios. And, I was, and he was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But I saw that because my favorite studio in my area, um, the, her, her location is fully accessible just kind of by accident. Um, but I don't neglect to tell her every time I see her, like, do you realize that you have the only ADA accessible location yeah. in Northern Colorado? And she's like, I didn't realize that. And so I know it's a big, it's a big need. And just because when people are, you know, when parents are in their picture clothes and in their heels, they don't want to be hauling their 40, 50 pound kid in a wheelchair upstairs. Like oh that's gosh, the last thing real. anyone wants to do. It's, I mean, in addition to being a, like, it's a safety issue. Yes. Most parents can do it. But they shouldn't have to, and we don't want them to. It's a bad experience. So that's a good, I'm glad you mentioned the studios. Cause like that just enforces, I need to go with yeah. this idea. <laughs> well, so I have a parent who has MS. So my mom always has like a walker or kind of a scooter mm-hmm. or something like that. So I'm always thinking like, how would she get in here? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like always in my mind. So like, that's another thing where the capable community is so great because it's just bringing that awareness. Like, are you thinking about that? Maybe you should like, I don't know, something like that. So a lot of times it's not complicated. Like, Oh, you need to have, you know, a background in healthcare education. It's just like simply noticing like, Oh, there's no steps in this place. That's really nice. Or, you know, this, this trail is all paved or this trail is gravel. That's great. I mean, dirt trails work great in Colorado because we don't get a whole lot of rain, but I'm from the Pacific Northwest where dirt trails will be awful because you don't want to push a wheelchair through mud. And so just kind of noticing those little details that make a big difference to your client. Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. And I even think like of thresholds even like you don't think about that, but someone whose foot might not like glide nicely across the floor or if you have like tons of rugs somewhere, sometimes that makes it even tricky too. So um, all things to think about when you're going in there, but I love that. That would be really cool to just do like a little walkthrough and show um, the accessibility. So is this team of the capable community, is this just you or do you have anyone else on your team? Currently, it is just me. Um, I am a one-woman show right now. I have been reached out to by a few photographers who would like to offer little spin-offs for different reasons, because they're already in the disability community, whether that's being a parent of a child with a disability or being married to someone with a disability. And so they have their own takes. Um, mine's mostly centered around family photography and working with children. Um, but we have a couple photographers who are specializing in weddings who are like, I specialize in disability weddings. Can I offer a little spinoff? And I think that'd be amazing. I don't do weddings personally. So I'm like, Hey, I could absolutely use some help. Um, But right now it's Jesse. So much good stuff coming. Like even since you reached out to me, I've seen things just like spread everywhere. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to go quick. And this is going to be 
something that everybody wants because it's so needed. So I love it. Yes. And that's like, I feel like it's the perfect time in our country, at least maybe the world, um, because we are so big on making sure that we make sure everyone feels included and represented and that we're, you know, treating people equally and we're recognizing that it hasn't been that way. And by not acknowledging that you're kind of just pushing it under the rug and letting things remain as they are. And so I'm like, well, just like with race or sexual orientation, Disability falls under that same diverse umbrella. It's just that often people don't think about it or talk about it because they don't know how to. And we're just here to change that. Um, Like I said before, I'm very big on like not leaving things to be read between the lines. And so I go deep into it on like what, how to talk about disability, how not to talk about it, and just really giving you the education you need to feel confident going into your sessions and not feel like you're walking on eggshells. Love that. So I did not prepare you for this, but in like five years, where do you want to see the capable community grow? Oh my goodness. This is a big question. Um, I'm a big dreamer. So I would love to see this be the standard of family photography that if you are anyone who is half decent running a somewhat legal business in family photography, you are on this list. You have taken this course and it's important to you to show your clients that you represent all families, regardless of ability, regardless of how their family makeup is and that you are up for the job. I would also love to have a wedding spinoff. Um, so if any other photographers are big in the disability community and big in wedding photography, I'd love to have a inclusive weddings um, is a big one too. Just that's not my thing, but it disabled people get married. So and they Maybe need a wedding. need to do that. <laughs> And you're invited. You are personally invited, Kara, to be my collaborator on that. Um, and I'm also hoping to eventually have a medically fragile infants course for newborn photographers mm-hmm. on working with babies who are NICU grads or otherwise have medical complexities that make your newborn sessions just a little bit different and put safety even higher than it normally is, which is pretty high yeah. up. Well, it's great because... Um a friend of mine who's also a photographer, we've always talked about like doing a style shoot and we said doing a wedding style shoot where we have someone in a wheelchair represented. Like you don't see a lot of that in style shoots. So it's like, how can we represent no. other people this way? Like that would just be so much more special. So. Absolutely. And I challenge you to get a groom in a wheelchair. Cause I feel like posing wise, that'll yeah. be a bigger task for like those individuals. Yeah, used that's to. true. Um, and so I'm like, and my, because my dad's in a wheelchair, I'm always like, how can you do it with a dad in a wheelchair? Because that's the, I mean, we don't have, I don't have any family photos growing up of like our whole family or anything like that. And I think a lot of that was around my mom being like, well, how would they even do this? Like, I mean, oh. you know, dad in a wheelchair with mom and two, like, you know, and it's just not on the part I'm like, oh, there's so many ways you could do this. It's endless. But I always try to push people to like, what do you think the, biggest how to turn the industry on its head in the biggest way and go from there yeah exactly so good oh my gosh well stephanie i am so glad that you were on the show today and that we can bring awareness to this and i really hope this takes off uh so quickly i feel like it's greatly needed and i cannot wait to keep sharing about this and to start sharing your course when it comes out and uh yeah i'll see you in there (laughs) so thank you so much kara it means so much to have your support and i am so honored that you had me and it was just fun talking to you yes 
Well, until next time, my friends, cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at karahanesphotography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.